Welcome to the Coastal Carolinas Association of Realtors video podcast. With us today is attorney Brett Branham with Tide Law Firm. Today we're going to talk about due diligence. What else, Brett? <laughs> I hope nothing else. That's all I have time for. No, due diligence has been a huge topic of conversation lately, especially with the changes in the contract. So well, excited to talk about it. Great. Well, I mean, thank, I really do appreciate you coming in and, and talking about it. And, and as, as you and I have uh, chatted a bit, um, we've been at this now for a little over a month. And uh, you've been able to see the good, the bad, and maybe some ugly. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's just let's dive right in. Let's let's uh, get into to some of the uh, things that you've seen that we might be able to share with our members and uh, help them avoid uh, future conflict or issues in the you know in transactions that are yet to happen. Well, it's funny because you know. I, I think everybody's in this like doom and gloom situation right here where there's so much fluctuation in the market. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And then we throw due diligence on there, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, to be honest with you, before we even switch to primarily due diligence for property inspection, I actually preferred it whenever we had the three options, you know, the, uh, the repair procedure, due diligence as is. I actually, prepare, I, I actually pr- uh, prefer the due diligence because the main selling point of having due diligence is it puts all of the onus back on negotiation. And who's the center of negotiation? The real estate agent. So it's actually a huge plus to have the due diligence. I like it because it gives a period of time that the, that the, uh, the buyer can inspect the property. Um, and then there's this termination fee that's associated. So if the buyer doesn't like uh, if the buyer doesn't like what they see in the property when they inspect it, they can terminate the contract for any reason whatsoever by just providing that termination fee. It's kind of taken, you know, over the course of the last couple of years, the seller has had a lot of the leverage moved over to their side. And the good thing about the due diligence is it's actually moved the pendulum back to the buyer side to some degree. Because now they, you know, the buyer has a little bit more leverage. If, if they don't like uh, the condition of the property, they can just back out by providing the termination fee. So I think that's positive. That's two positives. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit more uh, power to the buyer. All of the, all of the center of the due diligence, like the, the nature of due diligence is back to negotiation. Uh, you know, in, in the last contract, there was a repair procedure where it said, hey, this is buyer paid closing, this is buyer paid repairs, this is seller paid repairs. Uh, you don't have that now. So there might be something that you want the seller to pay for and you can say, hey, I want you to pay for the seller. Now the other good, the opposite side of that as we're talking about pendulum swinging uh, for leverage, the seller can now say, no, <laughs> that's not my responsibility. So they do have, they still have a little bit of leverage, but it's all centered in negotiation, which I like because it gives more options uh, or at least more discussion to, um, you know, to move the transaction forward. I look at those as positives. Pitfalls. Anytime you're dealing with timing issues, that can always be a pitfall, right? So uh, one of the things that I instruct uh, agents to do and clients to do is get your inspections done up front. What you don't want to happen is, especially in a busy market, you've ordered your inspections later in the process. You're getting closer to that uh, to that date and time where 
the due diligence period ends mm -hmm. and you're running low on inspection time, that can, that's a problem. Uh, because if you don't meet your inspection period, then you take the property and you don't terminate the contract, you're agreeing to move as is. So if there's no additional um, negotiations or if there's no extension in the time period, as is. So, you know, th that's always, there, there's always pressure associated with time frames. so. No doubt. And, and uh, certainly a little different yeah. than uh, the other contingencies that, that are associated with the process that you actually have until closing yeah. to, to uh, rectify or remedy. Uh, you want to you wanna touch on that uh, a yeah. little bit? Yeah, so, you know, the contract, every word in the contract matters. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, agents are instructed not to modify the contract because it's already been written by attorneys. Writing contracts is considered the practice of law in South Carolina. It's been written by attorneys it, for the benefit of the agent. And so there's, there's reasons that the contract is the way that it is. You know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of discussions as to how to improve the contract for the benefit of the client. Um, and there are certain contingencies, as you've mentioned, where they have a longer time period. So, uh, you know, the financing contingency, that runs all the way to the end of the, uh, the date identified as the closing date because financing is very important to the transaction. And there's a lot of steps in the process. And so it runs all the way up. Marketability for title, you know, title marketability. That's another item that the contract is contingent on, on marketable title. It runs all the way up to the closing date. Well, the due diligence, you actually have a, a, an identified date that's negotiable uh, where the, the parties agree that the buyer has that time to inspect the property at their expense all the way up to that time period. And if you know, if it's after that time period, the buyer agrees to take the property as is. This could be, because it's a negotiated time, this could be a week after the contract date is signed. This could be two weeks, could be three weeks. So with, with, uh, with that, one of the aspects that agents and clients have to be familiar with is how long it's going to take to get the items completed. Um, and then also just being aware that it has a very small time frame relative to the contract. What we typically see is the due diligence period is shorter than the contractual period. Sure. So they have to be aware of those timing issues. Yeah. Well, I, and that's, that's super important. One of the, you know, one of the things that, that I think you've touched on here is communication. Yes. Communication is key to make sure that your, that your buyers know and understand the process and, and how the due diligence um, uh, is going to affect the contract and, and, you know, how they will need to act and react through the transaction. Totally. Right? Totally, because you look at the other contingencies. You look at the other contingencies, it's, it's almost like a positive thing for your buyer, you know, because we're, we're looking at it in capsules of buyer, seller. If you don't meet the financing contingency because you didn't qualify for financing, that gives a buyer the reason to back out of the contract. Right. Same thing for marketability. There's, a, there's an obligation on the seller to provide marketable title. If they don't provide marketable title, then the buyer has an option to back out of the contract. If the buyer doesn't meet the due diligence period, they're taking the property as is. So that could be a negative thing if they don't like the condition of the property. It can be a negative aspect. Um, so it's interesting how there's that, uh, there's that position there for, for the parties, but communication is key.
Yeah. With, with, with any negotiation and with any contractual term, especially because, uh, you know, when you're getting these inspections, when you're getting these, when, when the inspections are being completed, it has to be communicated back to the seller what the desire is for the buyer side after they get the inspections. Maybe they're happy with the property. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that is the case. Yes. <laughs> and they can say, we're ready to move forward. We always look at it as negative, right? Like some of these properties are in good condition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they can be taken as is. Whenever we talk about there's negotiation happening, it requires communication. And so uh, you don't want to be waiting to the last second to be having that communication because... Uh, you know, you can foresee the scenario where you get the inspection. Maybe the report comes in. It's not communicated what the desires of the buyer is in relationship to the to the items that they would like repaired. Uh, and then it's happening 11th hour. And then your time period is crunched. And, you know, there's opportunity lost for more more communication. More communication, I, I, maybe we... Maybe we we say this today that maybe more communication isn't as good, but when in the process of mm-hmm. negotiation, it's a good thing Absolutely. to be able to have a conversation about the issues that the parties, you, there still has to be a meeting of the minds with what the intention of the contract is. So yes. uh, communication is key. You know, one thing you mentioned um, earlier is uh, having this conversation about due diligence and the process up front, just like most agents now, or or hopefully all agents now are discussing the wire fraud issue yes. and making sure that the buyer understands that that communication needs to, to be verbalized, yeah. not uh, not via email. Yeah. I can tell you almost every single issue that arises from a real estate transaction, from a, from a transactional perspective as a real estate attorney, one of the biggest uh, issues that we have is failure for clients to anticipate what's going to the next steps right so wire fraud is a huge issue but let's just rip the bandage off you know you have that wire fraud disclosure let the seller or let the buyer know hey don't wire any money unless you verbally confirmed wiring instructions that's an Mm -hmm. easy conversation to have um, but a necessary conversation to have because the inspection period you know the due diligence period because inspections are so important with uh, with the property that the, the buyer is anticipating on getting, having that discussion about what to do if they want to back out for the, this termination fee is imperative because in the contract it says there's two things that have to happen for the buyer to terminate unilaterally. They have to provide notice and provide the termination fee, mm-hmm. which means, and, and the termination fees to, to be made out to the seller. So the buyer has to know they're going to, if they don't, if they don't, if they get the inspections and they don't like it, they've got to provide the notice and deliver the funds. So that can be an important part because if they don't receive, if the seller doesn't receive the funds and notice of termination, they're proceeding as is. And that's probably not the anticipation of the buyer if they're asking for repairs, et cetera. So you have to have that conversation up front so that they have that expectation that they're going to have to provide these funds at the necessary time. And, and, and communication is key. Communication is key. You know, the other thing that, that seems very apparent to me is that this really does show the value of a realtor in the transaction. Totally. Uh, the negotiations, the, the, the knowledge and understanding of what they bring to the transaction for their buyer, client, or the seller is, um, is inherently uh, important to, to this um, 
and and the the meaning of what what the realtor is to the transaction. Yeah, that's one of the things I didn't like about the repair previously. What was the repair procedure in the last versions of the contract? What I didn't like is that you were interpreting language in a contract, you know, mm -hmm. and that really does require an attorney. Agents a lot of times had questions like, is this a seller paid closing? Uh, is this a seller paid repair? Is this a buyer paid repair? And there could be some disagreements as to what is a buyer or seller uh, paid repair. Mm -hmm. Now it doesn't matter. Now it, it's, it's back on the agent. It gives more power to the parties to negotiate. And I think that that's inherent within an agent's responsibility. You look at all this other stuff, anybody can meet a time frame. Yeah. Nobody, you know, you're not looking, you know, you're going to make your most money as an agent by your power to negotiate. And as someone who's uh, as someone who's bought property with a real estate agent, I always buy any any property I ever bought has been with a real estate agent, even though I'm an attorney. Because if you're if you're in it with negotiation, it takes great skill, especially to be familiar with the contract, know the terms, know where you can push, and there's a balance. Uh, it, it is it, negotiating skills are so important, and now. It takes that bread and butter for that real estate agent and puts it front and center mm -hmm. for them to give value to their clients. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I like it. Any any other um, observations that you've had about the um, I won't say new contract, yeah. but the the um, enhanced or revised yeah. um, uh, uh, offer to purchase, and um, maybe tips and tricks that uh, maybe not tricks is the right word, but tips you can give. <laughs> you might need some tricks. You, you might. You might um, uh, give give our members. Yeah. So uh, you know, most uh, m first and foremost, be familiar with the contract. Always be familiar with the contract because, of course, in South Carolina, we follow the four corners rule. Whatever in the whatever's in the contract, that's what the parties have to adhere to. So be familiar. Um, I think a lot of people ignored the due diligence before because it was ambiguous. Now it's primary focus. So you have to be familiar with the nature of due diligence. And the CCR is doing a great job with familiar, uh, familiarizing all of the, all of the, the members with uh, what it means. And that's why we're doing this as well, which is great. But, uh, you know, just becoming familiar with it, becoming familiar with it knowing its limitations. Of course, the time frames are so important. I would say be proactive. That's number one. Be proactive, whether you're proactive with um, getting familiar with the contract, the new terms, being familiar, proactive with getting the inspections done. More time, as we talk about more communication being valuable, more time is also very valuable. Uh, so if you get your inspections done early, uh, you have more time there to negotiate, communicate, et cetera. Um, know the liabilities. Know the liabilities. Uh, prepare your client. Uh, as we were mentioning, prepare your client for worst case scenario, which is terminating the contract through the, the termination fee. Help them to be prepared. This is very important when you have an out-of-state buyer. Mm -hmm. Someone who's not in town. Uh, who has to provide, you know, let's say they're in the Northeast or out West and they have to provide money overnight to terminate. So make sure that your client is ready and able and understands what their obligations are under the contract. Um, otherwise, it's just going to be familiarizing yourself with uh, the limitations of what's the negotiation process. What's mm -hmm. finding an area there where you're going to be able to find a sweet spot in negotiation. 
enhancing your skills, which is just going to be more valuable to you in the long run. So those are kind of some of the tips I would recommend, maybe tricks. (laughs) Well, that's great. Those are are wonderful, um, you know, tips that you've given um, our members where they can apply them uh, as they move forward and, and learn and grow with with the new contract. And I, I think with every change comes uh, comes uh, an opportunity to, to learn and grow. And, right. and as we've seen over, over the years of, of this document, it is a living and breathing document. It changes from time to time, and this change is no different than that. And I know uh, that the state association and, and our members that participate in, in the process of, uh, with the forms committee, they will continue to evaluate it and, um, and improve it as time goes on. So um, I've, I've, I know yeah, uh, you realize that and, and you have been an integral part in that process as well. So thank no, you. No, it's great. We're grateful to, uh, you know, the great thing is, is Imagine having to write all this out by hand, every single transaction, you know, like think about worst case scenario. Uh, the contract is, it's a very well-written document. And for the most part, as long as we're familiar with its terms and we use it as a tool, everyone's going to be great yeah. with, uh, with, these, with the new provisions. I'm excited for it. Good. Good. Good to hear it. And thank you so much for your time today to share thank uh, you. your uh, knowledge and expertise and what you've experienced over over the past uh, several weeks. And uh, I know you are always a tremendous resource, not only to the association, but to our members. So uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to Brett and, and uh Give him a call and, and see how he can, can assist you if you're having a, a little bit of a stumble through a yeah. transaction. So thank you for being with us thank today. You. And thank you all for joining us for the Coastal Carolinas Association of Realtors monthly video podcast.